Welcome to GNT, your one-stop shop for gaming news and whatever else we want to talk about. I'm Nick. And I'm Brandon. And today we have Mike with us off to the side. You can't see him, but... Hello, be... yeah, I'm not allowed to be on camera. <laughs> he'll be chiming in from the side there. Time. <laughs> today we're going to start with uh, H1Z1, uh, King of the Hill League is being started. Um so the king of the hill is like I think uh, Brandon Green, who made uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, actually worked on this game before, and then he made his game. So it's like that game. Um, it's gonna have a league. It'll start with 15 teams competing over 20 weeks. No teams have been announced yet, and they said to be considered for one of the teams, players should focus on grinding up the ranks in King of the Hill, and uh, the minimum salary is rumored to be around fifty thousand dollars for that. What players will earn so. That's pretty crazy if you're into that game and really good at it. You can... Yeah, I'd be I'd be surprised to see you know how they could afford to pay that many people. Yeah. What are the teams of teams of two, teams of three, teams of four? Uh, I'm not sure on that because uh, that seems like a, quite a bit of money to pay out it is. to 15 teams. You know? I mean, I've seen the grand prize being you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, but to pay that for each player, is... I wonder what the what the uh, end game is you know if, if yeah. everybody earns fifty thousand dollars for playing then what do you what do you get what do you take home at the end of the day yeah for that's the true prize, you know that'd be interesting to see mm -hmm. so we'll have to keep an eye on that as they give more information i don't think it's i think it's next year at some point they didn't give a start date for it you played that game didn't you mike no never played that you didn't play h1z1 Oh, H1Z one I did. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the player battlegrounds I got crossed with it. It's similar to that. Right. Mm. Right. I don't think. Did we ever do the King of the Hill in that game? No. Never I don't did. think I, so. I watched people play. We just it, played the base game. It's exactly the same. You go in and the map just slowly collapses on a central point. I don't think you know which where it is. But mm. I think it's exactly the same. Then we have uh, ESL, the Electronic Sports League, has signed a streaming deal with Hulu. Uh, includes four shows, Player v. Player, which is a debate show featuring esports personalities. And we have Boot Camp, which is like a documentary-style show following the CSGO team, The Immortals. And we have Defining Moments, uh, looks back at biggest moments in esports history. And then ESL Replay, which will follow four uh, of the biggest esports tournaments around. I'm not sure which ones, but or if they'll just change and do different ones, but... Um, I always like seeing more esports programming. I don't know if I'll uh, get Hulu for it, but yeah, for... that's the only thing that kind of stinks. Is uh, I thought that too. Yeah. Um, you know, I I agree with you. I like seeing it, but it's just one of those things. I mean, how many streaming services do you do you have right, and yep. not watch? And you know, isn't the base Hulu free? I think so. So uh, yeah, I know it's a possibility that it could be yeah. free, but. We don't know yet. I guess it's pretty early on. So Yeah, I didn't know if that would be featured in that for all the shows are available for that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, especially like we were talking about Disney and all these uh, streaming services. I mean, how many do you get before? Well, it, 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 it's already, I think, to that point to, to a degree because then you have all your other networks that have their own streaming services like HBO yeah. and, and uh, Stars and, you know, 
and it's to the point where there's only so much it's just like games there's only so much content you can absorb mm. and the market is becoming oversaturated with with good content um i hadn't been real sure about like netflix movies and that they do themselves but that i watched one recently and i was telling you guys about it mm. before we came to film was um the movie spectral i didn't have real high expectations for it um being like as far as the cast or the um you know the movie itself the plot or the special effects it was way better than what i thought in all aspects it had well-known actors um it had a good plot and the special effects were really good i was really impressed with the quality of movie and it's one of those things where i'm really going to start looking you know at that content Mm -hmm. you know to, to see movies that i'd possibly like you know yeah and uh, we were talking about it. We started watching the show Big Mouth that came out. Was that last week? Yeah, that's on a different <laughs> level. That's not recommended for kids. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. Um, there's also another um, show that's on the similar... Uh, I think it's done by Netflix, too. It's called uh, BoJack Horseman. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. And uh, I started watching it last night, and that's pretty funny. But it's, mm. it's, it's surprising because, once again, here we go with with you know all these developers coming out with all this content it's just so much you know it's kind yeah. of tough yeah um and then we should have punisher coming out at some point yeah they were gonna do some of that uh, or they're gonna announce something for it at um the new york comic-con mm-hmm. but then that got kind of postponed so we'll be you know we'll be anxious to see when they release something on that yeah yeah hopefully um, next week or so we'll see that um, the composer for The Last of Us 2 recently said in an interview that the game would be arriving in 2019. <clears throat> he then kind of backtracked a little after that. So I don't know if it was something that he wasn't supposed to say or he was just joking about, but uh, the fact that it could be that not coming until 2019 is kind of disappointing. Um, but they really haven't shown any gameplay of it. No, they so. tease, you know. Um, yeah, they teased it before E3, but you're right, they haven't shown much on it. Uh, PlayStation Experience 2017 is coming December, so um, maybe we'll see more about it then. But I think you might see some gameplay, but I think realistically a 2019 um, release date seems probable. Mm. Um, you know. Yeah, it just it just is a little annoying that they when in other like Nintendo did this with Breath of the Wild too. They show stuff, and then they're like, oh, we're not going to talk about that, and it doesn't come out for years after. It's like, well, don't show us anything, you know? Don't tease it. Yeah, yeah. You don't have more info to go right. off of. Yeah. But we'll see about that. I know you were anxious to get your hands on it. That was oh, probably yeah. my favorite publisher right there, uh, like the Uncharted series. Naughty yeah. Dog, yeah. Yep. Uh, Chris Avalon is a game designer who worked on Fallout 2 and Fallout New Vegas, amongst other games. Uh, he recently changed his profile picture on Facebook to a <clears throat> drawing he hand drew himself of himself hugging the vault boy and saying, I missed you so much. So, of course, people went wild, you know, talking about it was this uh, tease for a new Fallout game. And uh, I would be surprised if they started talking about that so soon. 
just because they had been between that and Elder Scrolls, they'd kind of been going back and forth. So I'd hope we'd see another Elder Scrolls game before a new Fallout game. But um, oh, that doesn't mean they can't be working on. Oh it. no, no. The problem is, is I just don't think. I don't know. I think New Vegas was. I think New Vegas did all right, but I thought it was too. I think people thought it was too much of a cookie cutter of three yeah. just in a different location. Yeah. But I, I still think three was their strongest showing, so maybe mm. New Vegas wasn't that bad. I mean, I'd probably give New Vegas a better chance than four just for the content. I, I don't know. I just. I don't know. Bethesda's doing some weird stuff with, with their two big mm. brands, you know, Skyrim and or uh, Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Uh, I don't like the direction they're going, and I don't know. That's not to say, you know, that's just my opinion. I don't know if people liked that aspect of Fallout 4, like liked that addition, you know, the micromanaging of the different settlements and stuff. If that mm-hmm. was something that people kind of were like, oh, yeah, that's awesome, or what. You know, the, the overall consensus of it was, for me, I, it was a huge negative. Mm-hmm. Um, really took me out of the game because I, I, I kind of like to just kind of – do different things and kind of grind, but then if you always got to go back and babysit those developments, yeah. I hate that hanging <laughs> over my head uh, to the point where I just couldn't get into them. So, mm. yeah, and they've kind of been re-releasing Skyrim for the past few years, so I think maybe they're trying to put off uh, the new Elder Scrolls and hold people over with that. But Plus the online, online. yeah, yeah, which I don't know. Is the Elder Scrolls Online though done <laughs> by Bethesda? I thought it was done by Zenimax. It I mean, is, but uh, Zenimax is what uh, part of Bethesda? Yeah. Part of. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think I don't think it's like probably the main push behind the other yeah Elder Scrolls. I think it's you know a separate sub you know mm-hmm. programming. That's play. why I didn't really count that one. Not that it was a bad game. I mean, we played it a little bit each and. Uh, I picked it up when Marwin came out and liked that, but yeah, I don't really count that. So it's been a while since. Did we've it have had the it. same feel? Uh, it was the gameplay was different. I mean, it was in the same world, obviously, so it kind of had the feel of the world, but the combat was different, and the and I mean, it was just I a mean, different game. But. I think they could have taken like what they did in Oblivion and Marwin and Skyrim. I, I think they could have taken that and definitely adopted that into an MMO. And I don't know why they would have mm-hmm. veered so far off the beaten path to, to you know, or not so far off, but right. veered from it to make it not, because that's what draws people in is that, that gameplay. So yeah. if you change that, you're not going to get the people to come and play it because it's not the same, you know? No. Honestly, games. they could have taken Oblivion or Skyrim just made it multiplayer <laughs> i would have been oh, happy you know oh, <laughs> if they'd have done oblivion multiplayer yeah. i mean have been like done deal i'd have played that oh yeah yeah that'd be huge um player unknowns battlegrounds uh has broken a new record is the first steam game to reach two million current players so it's more than uh you know, dota 2 or any of those uh, other big games so congratulations for that you know, I watched a video on this the other day, and just the more I see of it, the more it kind of piques my interest. But mm. I'm not that I'm not that real good at PC gaming, and I, it's not because I haven't tried it. It's just because it's just I, I'm used to a controller, and I guess you could probably play Players Unknown with a controller. 
I'll be anxious to see it once it gets on the console too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. And I think that'll probably, I think I'll probably get it. Mm-hmm. I think it's, isn't it coming out pretty soon? I think so. I'm not sure of the date, but because I'm because I keep going on the fence about the Assassin's Creed because it's coming out the 27th, so I really got to make up my mind. Yeah. I go back and forth, and it's because my current lust of Destiny 2 is kind of fading off. The mm. more I'm pretty far, I'm almost to the max light level, but my the grind is just killing me. Um, like now, Iron Banner is going on this week, and, and mm. it, that's multiplayer, you know, competitive multiplayer. And it's a bitch. It it's not fun. The re, it's not as rewarding. Like you spend ten to fifteen, ten to fifteen minutes roughly playing that game mode. I know the matches probably don't last that long, but by the time you do matchmaking, you get done. Yeah. And you don't get as much stuff as you could get doing ten minutes worth of grinding of public events mm-hmm. on you know Titan or any of the other planets. Like you can bounce around and do those public events and get more items and get more tokens for stuff so at this point it's just for aesthetics but it's really frustrating because it's the same way with strikes there's the vanguard armor i really like but to grind the strikes and i did grind the strikes because that was i could that was an easier pill to swallow than uh the uh the crucible or iron banner um and turn in my tokens and not get like a gear piece time after time after time yeah. is so frustrating. Um, you know, so it's one of those things where it's really starting to lose its luster and I'm, and I'm on the fence about sticking with it because, you know, like we talked before, it's one of those games that you got to stick with. Mm-hmm. You got to go through the changes and stuff. And I kind of kicked myself in the butt cause I was playing it and I played a little bit of division and they've been really making some, decent improvements of you know they've really been listening to the fans and it's getting better yeah and they had a global event last week and i kind of didn't capitalize on that as much as i could and now i'm thinking did i screw up you know should mm-hmm. I just stuck with the division because i really like the division it works you know for me on multiple levels but it's kind of like it's tough you know once yeah. again yeah, with all is. these games that you just can't play all of them you know they have so much time yeah and i think that was my my biggest thing with uh destiny was like you said you get a lot of stuff from the public events but i got kind of bored doing those pretty quick like you go back do this thing then go do this thing then go back to that thing again and so i i was trying to do the strikes and other stuff but like you said you don't you just don't get as much stuff from unless you're doing the public events not nearly as rewarding and it's like the, the RNG is so vast. Like I said, I did countless strikes to get the tokens and turned into lots of tokens, and I only have like a couple. You, you have five armor pieces that you can possibly get, mm. and I don't know how many I've done. But you have you have weapons too. But I only have gotten two pieces of that armor, and and it's like you gotta you, they they have to take like there's a third. If you preview the Ingrams, there's three different. Um, pools it can draw from the armor the vanguard armor the vanguard weapons and then a random pool of different items Mm. they need to eliminate that random pool they need to either give you 
the Vanguard items or the Vanguard, you know, the Vanguard armor or Vanguard weapons. Same way with Iron Banner. Yeah. Same way with any of those vendors. They need to get rid of the trash at the bottom and and, and let people grind for that stuff. So what mm-hmm. if you get dupes? I'd rather get a dupe of a arm a couple times than not see any armor at all. Yeah. Playing three times, you know, I'd rather get an arm twice than nothing, you know. But it's one of those things where it's still early. They still mm-hmm. have a lot of time to to fix the problems, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, I think that's the way I've seen it in a lot of other games, like CS:GO. It's like if you buy one of these crates, it's like you can get this stuff. You're gonna get one of these items, and sure, you get you probably get a lot of uh, uh, duplicates, but you know, you're guaranteed one of these set items. You know what I mean. And that's where I mean, really, because Endgame—that's what it is. It's it's more cosmetic than it is. It's either it's got a highlight level, and then you inject it into something else, or it, or mm-hmm. you like the looks of it, so you you inject something else into it. I mean, so really, at the end of it, it's it's just aesthetics, and really, the whole power level, light level, whatever the hell it is, is is worthless. It means nothing, you know. Yeah. It means absolutely nothing. Yeah. And. Uh, so just, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where they definitely need to tweak something there if they're going to keep people interested. Uh, I, I'm definitely losing my interest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know last night I played probably one Iron Banner match and got my ass kicked and it was frustrating. So I saw Mike was online playing Grand Theft Auto So whenever I first got on. So then I got off the... <clears throat> Destiny and I was gonna switch over to Grand Theft Auto and he was off. And I'm like, oh. So I got on it for about five minutes and was on it. Just looked, they had some new stuff come out, and there again, you know, yeah. games just constantly adding content. I mean, it added new planes. Um, I don't know if there's any new cars or not, but there's just a lot of stuff, and it's just like I just, you know. I can't get over how every time we turn around that it's just new stuff, new content. It's free. Mm -hmm. It keeps the game fresh. And it's really just, it's one game that, you know, you could definitely, if you invested money into it, you definitely got your money's worth out of it. However you you invested in it. Because the the additional content that you get makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. it's It's one of the, I mean... Uh oh, that's one of those. <laughs> you need to get more money to buy new stuff, so you can get more money. <laughs> I, I that yeah, in that kind of aspect, but that doesn't mean you can't like I don't. No, no, yeah. I bought money and gone out, and not bought any of the like like the businesses mm-hmm. or stuff. I bought stuff that I've wanted, and I've enjoyed it. You know, to the point where it's just it's one of those things where I really enjoy just being in that world kind of yeah, just hanging yeah. out because it's just kind of cool you listen to the music you drive around in a car you customize you get pissed you go you kill somebody <laughs> you know it's one of those things so. uh next uh, phil spencer uh spoke about the possibility of cross-platform play with playstation he said quote we talk to sony all the time with minecraft on playstation we have to be one of the biggest games on their platform in terms of sales and gameplay same with nintendo the relationship with Nintendo in this front has been strong. They've been great supporters, and we continue to collaborate with them. But I think Sony's view is different. They should talk about what their view is. And then uh, after, if he asked the cross-play cross is a lost cause, he said he doesn't want to speak for Sony, but he believes they may never come around. So 
really uh, kind of putting the pressure on Sony. I mean, I mean, if it really is, which I believe it is, if it really is just Sony saying no, I mean, it kind of shows them kind of being a, a douche in this situation. But. Oh, I, I totally agree. They've already won the console wars. I mean, their consoles outsell Xbox like two to one. So, okay, Sony, you've got... Con- basically, it doesn't come down to which console is better. It comes down mm-hmm. to what you as a player like. So, okay, more people choose PlayStation, but don't alienate them from the possibility of playing with people that choose Xbox. That's, you know... That's like just because you have an Xbox and I have a PlayStation, we can't play together. Yeah. So you either force, you're forcing your players, or you're forcing a consumer's hand, which if Microsoft's saying, hey, listen, if you want to play PlayStation with PlayStation people, we're all for it. That's going to say, me as a PlayStation owner and Sony saying, oh, no, I'm going to say, well, why don't I just get an Xbox? If, if they're yeah. willing to do it, I, I want they're willing to appease the gamers, mm-hmm. appease the people that are... Or that are paying for the consoles and stuff. That's what I want. I want somebody that's going to work with me. You know, yeah. um, so that's the kind of thing that, um, as a consumer, as a gamer, that you want to look at. If you want to look at the possibility where, okay, there's games coming out on PC. I, I have a person that I just met that plays a lot of PC, and I like the console. But if I could play with them, you know, like Players Unknown Battleground, mm-hmm. they they play on PC. If I have an Xbox, I'm gonna be able to play with them. You know, and then that way, hey, man, we played last night. That was fun. Even though they're on a PC, I'm on a console. You know, you get that. And I think that's eventually where it'll go. And I think probably what it'll be is there'll be like one console, maybe two. I don't know if it'll be still Xbox and PlayStation or if it'll be Mm. one of them and Nintendo or how it'll shake down. But I think it's going to get to the point or maybe it won't. Maybe they'll be always be that rivalry. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know either. Um, and I really don't know what Sony has to gain from keeping their players separate. I mean, it, if anything, I would think that would just hurt them. Like you said, if people want to play together, they'll be like, "Well, we have to, you know, we have to go get an Xbox because you know we can't play with anybody on PlayStation." It's right. Like, and if you and if you and if like Nintendo, you can play. Minecraft with people mm-hmm. on Xbox, you can play Minecraft with people on PC, and you're going to alienate all of your PlayStation players. I mean, sooner or later, that's going to bug people enough that they're going to they're going to get the hint. Yeah, they're going to say, "I want to play with other people." You know, who mm-hmm. doesn't want to? I mean, now that the the whole online gaming thing is so, I mean, that's that's where gaming is now. Mm-hmm. You know, you play with people from across the world. And the more you connect people, and if you can connect them on a further level, if even, you know, cross-platform, then, you know, that's just how it's got to go. And I just don't, like you said, I don't know why Sony's so reluctant I don't know. to to do that. I just don't understand it. I don't, you know. I think from, like, console to console, I don't see a problem. The only possible problem might be... You know, they say PC has, you know, when you're using a mouse and keyboard, you have a lot more accuracy. Mm. If they can do something in the game itself to eliminate that or to kind of reduce that. But. I could see that being, I could see that being a, a problem in a game like Players Unknown Battleground, but yeah. like yeah. in Minecraft, no yeah. one's gonna, you know, it's yeah, just Minecraft. more about playing that or having the experience together, yeah. and in a sports game, you know. 
I mean, there are a lot of, yeah, you're right. In, in first-person shooters, the mouse and keyboard is a superior way of gaming as far as, well, of control. You do have a better level of control. Like precision. Yeah, right. Precision. Right. And you don't have that on the console, but I don't, I don't think that that's, you know, we're talking about more so of you know Xbox playing with PlayStation. So right. it's not. So you're talking controller to controller. So you're not so much talking about a player advantage at that point. Mm. Um, right. Whether they're thinking it might show how their online infrastructure isn't as strong as maybe Xboxes. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's something because they were the ones that came in second as far as coming into the online multiplayer aspect of their online community. They mm. came into that late. They had that big data breach. So maybe that maybe this is a just a front for them to kind of protect themselves. Maybe. Um from showing A another vulnerability or B the the lackluster infrastructure that they might have on their online, you know. It could be yeah. Because I know Xbox Live runs smoothly. That being said, it did have a little bit of an outage last night. But, mm. you know, I mean, think, I think for the most part, Xbox Live runs really sm smoother than my experience with the PlayStation Online, mm. you know, function. So Yeah. And then uh, another example of Xbox pleasing the, the players, he also, Phil Spencer talked about, how original backwards compatibility is still coming this year. Uh, you can play original Xbox games on the Xbox One. Uh, and then he said that he teased a feature that will be on the Xbox One X that he thinks player will find very interesting uh, in, in concerning the backwards compatibility. I have no idea what that is, but I'm interested now, so it worked. <laughs> the, the only game that I can think of that really pops out of my head that thinks that I would like to play but it's a 360 game. It's Chrome Hounds. Ooh, yeah. Chrome oh, that'd be yeah. fun. I, I mean, that game was, I, and I don't know why anybody they haven't made a Chrome like Sega. Get on Chrome Hounds too. Make it happen. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like that. It was just a fun game. That was a lot of fun. You know, and it wasn't, it wasn't like it was real complex and didn't have. It had kind of a neat feature with you depicting a different country and different countries mm -hmm. winning the, the battles and stuff. And but it was just so damn fun. I know playing. I used to play that all the time. I played it when I could connect that uh, to my parents' internet when I was there. They, it was really bad. So mm. <laughs> now that I'm here, I could play it actually. Yeah, and one original game would be the uh, Obi One game that would. Oh yeah, I still break that. <laughs> That was that was a great game. Uh, speaking of Jedi, we had the last Jedi trailer come out was it a couple of days ago, um, and this trailer. I mean, I would have seen the movie no matter what, but after the first trailer, I was like, yeah, it looks good. But this trailer really got me into it. Um, I don't know if it's just because it's it's starting to show it to be a little different. Um, there were a lot of comparisons to Empire Strikes Back from the first trailer, and now. This trailer is kind of spinning a little differently, but I was really Until into this. Until you see the next Death Star that they're building. Oh no, they're saving that for the movie. Yeah, yeah, weren't, weren't, weren't that Jar Jar? <laughs> oh. That was Jar Jar's baby that was on the dash of the Millennium Falcon. 
It was. You didn't know that? Yeah. No, like, I didn't know that. Yeah. You didn't huh. see that? I saw it. I didn't know yeah, that I was a Gungan baby. Yeah. That was Jar Jar Binks Jr. Hey. No, but <laughs> they, did, they did a good job of uh, not... I mean, people were complaining that they showed too much. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen in this movie. I don't think... And I think that they probably set that up to... To just blow your mind whenever you see it, you're like, "Oh, I, that didn't happen like I thought it was." Or just because they show it in the trailer doesn't mean that's actually footage that's going to make it no, into a movie. No, yeah. I mean, how many times have we seen that happen? A lot. I mean, it's Rogue a bait, bait and switch. Rogue One, yeah. What, what happened there to those scenes in Rogue One that they showed in the trailer? I remember the one was when she's she's on that satellite and it showed like a Tie Fighter coming up, and, and that never happened in the movie. But oh, it did. You did. The extended cut. Uh, oh, with, I didn't see that one. With four seconds of unseen footage. <laughs> that, that four was that, seconds? That was that four seconds. I don't just no, know. but... And there were a lot of... I think there were a lot of false flags in this trailer. Like the last part where he sticks his hands out and then it shows Ray. I think those are two completely different scenes. But not saying that they won't form a, a partnership at some point. What? But partnership? Just the, the way they showed it. Yeah. What, like the law firm of Kylo Ren and Ray? No. <laughs> that kind of partnership? No, not that kind of partnership. Partnership with I mean, Ray? It's, they gotta uh, go it's to, not. They got to go to that volcanic uh, that was fellow. That was fellowship. Oh, fel- oh not a partnership. <laughs> they could form a fellowship. They have a fellowship. They got to go to that uh, volcanic planet to burn the the one ring to rule them all. Mm. Oh, that's a different movie. Oh, we'll see. Know. Maybe. But no, no. I'm, I was really excited by this trailer. I don't know. I think episode 11. Or, 11? <laughs> yeah. I went into the future and saw it. <laughs> episode 11 just totally blew the whole thing for me. A lot of secrets come out and you don't want to know. Now, episode 7, I think just... I just was really disappointed with episode 7. I thought Rogue One was really good. I thought episode 7 was bad. I, I didn't think it was bad. I liked it, but I, I did like think the there were... I didn't like the Death Star. I mean, yeah. what, why do you need a third freaking Death Star? I mean, that is the dumbest shit. And they're trying to draw out Luke Skywalker, so they made another Death Star. <laughs> this guy's attracted to Death Star. <laughs> he saw it on Tinder, and he swiped hey, right. He showed. He, it. Saw that, he saw that Death Star, he goes, no, that bitch is too big. Swipe he, right. <laughs> he showed up to every Death Star, so... Except for that one. Except for that one. He swiped right, I'm telling yep. you. They made that a big bitch, and he, he was... Even he's sick of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, he was like, no, I'm staying on my island. Yeah, really. <laughs> Screw he was, that. He was in the Hawaiian shirt with his robotic <laughs> arm and a coconut drink and living the high life. And then he saw the, the falcon coming. He's like, oh, crap, I need to put my robes on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he had suntan lotion underneath his eyes. <laughs> Just working on my tan. I mean, trained as a Jedi. <laughs> That's it for our topics. Um, one game that I got a couple of nights ago that a guy I work with told me about, and it's called Escape from Tarkov. And it's the idea behind it, it's supposed to be a, a very realistic shooter. Um, so you, you, know, you only get, it depends on the armor you wear, but like a headshot will kill you. A couple of shots usually kills you. Um, it's kind of like a survival type, like you have to eat and you have to stay hydrated. And you go in and then it's this... Um, fictional uh it's supposed to be like near russia or somewhere and uh it's kind of quarantined off and you go in there ai they'll try to kill you there are players that try to kill you and you go in and you can get supplies and different guns and you try to escape and uh and it's a good game it's like tons of customization you can put all kinds of stuff on your guns and 
And uh, I only did one round, but I tried that game out. I'll probably play it a little more. Might want to check it out if you're into shooters. But console, it was PC, PC. It was PC. PC. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that there's two possible games I might get in the near future. One mm. being Overwatch, and the other one being Players Unknown Battleground. I haven't decided which, mm. but I'm gonna pull the trigger on one. I think. I'm could be tonight. I, I'm gonna get Battleground on the console. Uh, just get Overwatch. Get or Overwatch. Get both. Just get Overwatch and play Overwatch with me on the console. <laughs> okay. And Mike can play Overwatch, and we'll all play Overwatch. Okay. I, I like Battlegrounds, but just I can't run it where I want to on my PC. I have to play do it like on crappy graphics, so yeah. I don't like so it. So there you go. Overwatch on the console, and we're all going. I'll get both. Uh, I would like to try Battlegrounds, though. It looks cool. Then, then we're going to get Battlegrounds. <laughs> I'm not going to get both. I just Especially I can't do it. I can't. Xbox One app. Ooh, yeah, it's going to look good. Oh, you could just wait and get it on that. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Uh, then that's what we're going to do. <laughs> All, right. All right. Which we do have, I mean, maybe, you know what we should do? What? We should have a unboxing of a Scorpio edition Xbox Ooh, One app. Yeah. We should do three at a time. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do three, three unboxings. Yeah. We'll see if they're different. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> considering we all got one. Yeah, so. Now cutting the seal. I'll tell you what, I was, just on a side note, whenever I got my Xbox One S, I thought I'm going to get, I like the little headset that you plug in mm. to the uh, bottom of the controller. That's the one I, I use, so I got a new one. And mine shit to bed on Tuesday night. And I was so surprised because my other one... My Xbox One original one lasted a couple years, or if not more. Yeah, mine still for works. The original, yeah. Had never had any problems with it. The original one for the 360, I never had any problems with those ones. And this one quit working. I was pissed, and hmm. I don't know if it's the headset or if it's the remote. So I ended up getting my one that I bought for my computer out. Hmm. And I have it plugged. I have I been just leaving my controller plugged into the usb cord lately and um plugged it into the 3.5 head jack and i get both chat and game sound through that headset now this is where the really cool part comes in on the xbox menu if you go down to the bottom i can adjust the different volumes and settings and and customize that you have a uh, like a mixer mm -hmm. for that headset through the hmm. Xbox thing, and I, I was really impressed. I'm like, well, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, works really well. Um, I've tried mine, but my problem is mine isn't an official Xbox one. So I plug it in, and I can hear, but there's kind of like a static well, to it. mine's not an official Xbox. Mine's that Steel Series, oh. that Artist 3. I don't know what's wrong with mine. Then. Mine works fine on PC, but I plug it on Xbox, it has like a static... And I'm not sure. I wasn't sure how to fix it. Yeah, that's weird. I, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't. I knew I could get it to work because it comes with a the the jack for it. Mm. And you plug in the micro USB into the thing, and then you can plug it into the jack. But I was impressed that you had all those little fine tuned settings. So I kind of, <clears throat> I've kind of been eyeballing the Xbox One Elite controller. And I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. I've been reading some reviews, and some people say they don't have the best of luck with it. And other people say it's great. And I don't know. I'd kind of like to try it out, but mm -hmm. it's kind of a, you know, it's a 
worthy investment of 150 yeah. bucks. It's yeah, it's expensive. You know, and I don't really need an extra controller. You know, and I'm getting a new console with a new controller here in mm. less than a month. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. That's been my worry with it. I was like, well, if I get in, I'm not crazy about it. Or if it's not that much better, it's like, don't want to put that much into it. But I guess... I guess the, it should be the fact that if you're on the fence and you don't have an absolute need for it, then it's probably not worth it. Mm-hmm. It probably won't stop me from probably getting one someday, <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. But it's one of those things. Oh, it's yeah. like, like the console, the Xbox One X itself. You don't, yeah. like, we don't really need it, but we do. Yeah. You know? Well, you, oh, yeah. you're going to see the biggest difference because you're going from you know, just the regular Xbox One to the... Mm. x so that'll be interesting oh yeah spencer was talking about that he said that he was like i know our xbox one s is going to be our best seller you know the one x isn't a console for everybody it's for you know big gamers that want to see that you know better content or see the advantage but he's like i know it's not going to be our you know, best seller ever but well you know the thing is is i'm impressed with the graphics of the games that are coming out now. And then I'm impressed with the upscaling that the TVs can do. But, like, yeah, I've seen about how The Division... The Division's one of the games where they're going to go back and, and and redo the graphics or, or make a patch to better the graphics for the, for the game. Mm-hmm. Or crisp, you know. And that has me excited because it's a game I still kind of play. And I'm like, well, yeah. cool, that's awesome that they're going back and doing that. Um Assassin's Creed is going to be another one that's enhanced. And that's kind of why I'm still on the fence about getting it. Because mm. um, it would be kind of neat to have a game that's coming out fresh out the box for, you know, to be enhanced. But at the same time, Monster Hunter World is going to be enhanced too. So, yep. I don't know if I'll just wait. Probably wait because I think Assassin's Creed looks like it'd be a big time sink. And I think I just want to kind of give myself room to breathe with mm. Destiny and the Division. And then really sink my time into uh, Monster Hunter World when it comes out in January. Yeah. Alright, so I think that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for watching or listening. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel or SoundCloud if you just want to listen on the go. And uh, we'll see you next time.